All right, well, there is straight up a lot to talk about. So hello, Scotty. Hello, viewers, listeners. Uh, oh. We're just going to ignore the fact that we haven't done a show since basically Thanksgiving. Um, Has uh, it been that long? It's been a while. It's been a long time. I think the last time we talked, well, I don't even think we talked about any of the Thanksgiving games. Maybe it was before Thanksgiving, but I don't even know. Oh, that's sad. I feel bad for our fans. Uh, well, we got we have at least two now. Two that I know pay attention. So that's more than I ever thought we were gonna have. So giddy up for us. Um, yeah. So I think on today's show we're gonna get uh, into a lot of NFL stuff, as always. Um, we're also talk a little bit of baseball, a little bit of hockey, probably no NBA, um, and then Olympics. But um, those will probably. What would you rather do? Would you rather kind of start with the with the smaller things and make one, you know, and then get into the NFL stuff later? What would you rather do, Scotty? Kevin, this is the first time that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl in my life. So we'll start with the Olympics. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> um, well, Scotty. Before I before I let you just kind of go, because I know that's what you want to do. I um, don't have to go, but I know you what know. you want. Sure, I know you. Um, I'm. I want to preface the conversation with. I'm going to be as gracious as I can, but but just but 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 know that I'm hurting inside. And uh, actually, this isn't about me. What am I even talking about? So why, but why, this is what I'm really curious about. Why does my team's success cause you to hurt any more than any other normal Brown season where they don't, don't do it. Don't, don't, I'm just, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just wondering like why this causes you extra pain. Can't you be like, if, if the, if the roles were reversed, I was thinking about this a lot. If, the Browns were in the Super Bowl right now, and the, everything just flip flopped, right? The Bengals, maybe the Bengals just had a ah, whatever season. They were seven and ten and missed the playoffs, and yeah, it was maybe a moral victory over the last year. And the Browns, like, wow, they had some really close games. They really eked it out against the number one and number two seed teams on the road, and they made it into the Super Bowl. I'd be really happy for you. I'd be like, wow, man, this is pretty cool. Go, go Browns! You know, I'd even. I'd even root for them, to be honest with you, because this, this is, they are a franchise that have never been to the Super Bowl. They're obviously never won the Super Bowl. Bengals are in, we're in the similar vein. We're, we're, we're Ohio brothers in this regard. Like, you've got to put the rivalries aside, man, when it comes to these big, like, you know, franchise-altering moments. We've got to be happy for each other. It was wrong of me to start off that way. I apologize to you for that, because we sh- we we can and should and maybe shouldn't get into that stuff. I should let you have your moment. I mean, if, if nobody knows what we're talking about, the Super Bowl is this weekend, and the Cincinnati Bengals will be playing against the Los Angeles Rams in what many uh, in what many would not have predicted to be the Super Bowl this year. I think Chiefs Packers is what most people would have said. Um, maybe Bills. Bills Bucks was an also also like a, a viable one. Um, uh, the Bengals are now going for their third try uh, at at, a, at an SB at the at the, the biggest award in in American sports uh, that there is. Scotty, I know how you feel, but tell us how you feel. 
So, can, so you, yeah, can you can you can you can you be can you give us can you boil it down to like the the what do what do people need to know about how you feel right now? <laughs> well, I feel I feel great, but I also I feel you know it's it's interesting because I feel if you go back if you go back and I did back to I think it was like in, it was like March thirtieth or whatever one of our one of our podcasts where. Giovanni Bernard got, you know, signed by the, the Bucks, and he was the last guy of the, like, end of the an era. Lewis era. End of an era. And I said, it's a new day for the Who Day. And I knew back then that we had something special. I did. And listen, as a fan of a lot of sports, and I ha- I've had the privilege of, you know, seeing the Philadelphia w- Phillies win the World Series back in 2008. You know, I've kind of supported and been around the Penguins, you know, as they, you know, won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Like I've seen teams just kind of organically build something special where you got lightning in a bottle and you don't exactly know why, but you just know that they feel, you know, there's something special about this group and they un- end up getting a lot of success. I knew going into this season that the Bengals were on the precipice of something good like that. Now the NFL is, is very difficult to, you know, go to the Super Bowl and, and achieve this type of success, but I knew that the Bengals were going to be a good team this year. I knew that they, they were going to vie for the division. I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but to see them win the division, to see them sweep the Steelers, sweep the Ravens, beat the beat the Tennessee Titans away with Derrick Henry and that offense after you know Burrow getting sacked nine times and still pulling out a victory after beating Kansas City twice this year, twice this year, like that is that is huge. This Bengals team is. You know, they're not just, you know, this fluke team that, you know, like a, like a, you know, like a Chicago Bears back, you know, back in 2008 or nine or whatever, whenever they went went to the Super Bowl against the Colts, you know, that was like kind of a flash in the pan. Wow. They were, you know, good for you. Like, or like the Jake DeLome Panthers. They're not like that. This is a team that is actually a very good team built for a long, sustained success over the next five years. So the fact that they've made it to the Super Bowl now is awesome. And the prospects for the future are awesome too. And I feel kind of validated and vindicated that, you know, no one, no one really gave the Bengals a chance this year, but they played their hearts out and here they are. Actually, it's actually interesting that you brought up the bear. I, it, maybe it's a, a nitpicking your use of phrase, but you said being excited about a lightning in a bottle. And I immediately thought of that bears team because lightning in a bottle means like it's probably not going to happen again. It's like it's really hard and it's probably not going to happen again. Um, so I wouldn't, I might not use that uh, term. Because... Lightning in a bottle. So I meant, I meant lightning in a bottle as like you've captured for a while, this core, this lightning in a bottle that you can harness for a long period of time, not a flash in the pan where it's just going to be like a quick thing. I mean, that's, I don't know. It's just something that I've always, I always use that term, like, you know, when you've, you, because you, you didn't know exactly, I mean, the Bengals, just like, you know, the Philadelphia Phillies team that, that was, that was super, super successful when you're drafting these players, you, you don't exactly know what you got until you got it. And then you're like, holy crap, this is amazing. And you could let it ride for a little while, you know, and that's what they're going to do. I mean, look, they need to win the Super Bowl this year because they can definitely win the Super Bowl and you never know what's going to happen next year. You know, they could be they could be on the wrong side of a last minute field goal or whatever, and they might never see the, the Super Bowl ever again. So you gotta capitalize this year. But they've got forty four million dollars in cap space going into the next season. They have no significant there's I think Jesse Bates might be the only 
major potential free agent that they need to try to resign. Everyone else is already locked in under contract. They got tons of cap space. They could sign some some better veteran linemen. People are going to want to go to Cincinnati now because of what they're doing with this organization. They're going to attract some free agents. They have all seven draft picks. Uh, granted, it's going to be like you know the bottom the bottom of the rounds now because they're in Super Bowl. But they've got all all the draft picks that they need. They've got tons of space. They they can actually build upon the success of this year going forward. So. I'm just, I mean, the, the sky's the limit for, for the Bengals. And, you know, it's still way too early. But the, the, the D word could potentially be applied here. We'll see what happens over the next, you know, four or five years. But Death? this could. Yeah. Destruction. I'm not, I'm not going to say it. But, you know, if you think about, you know, the other, other teams in the past that have had sustained success for a long period of time. There's a D word that gets thrown out there, and this could be the start of that. Well, okay, so I, I, I want to a couple things there. So I, I th- first of all, I think it's interesting because you are right in that the Bengals are are kind of set up for a period of success. And, and on the other side of the field, you have the Rams, who everybody is saying that they're, they've kind of sold their soul this year, and they don't have any draft picks, and they just went out and got Von Miller and OBJ, and they just kind of – try to stack a full team together and they could win. I think they're going to be the favorites going into the, into the game, but I think that it's interesting to have two teams on kind of opposite ends of the uh, progress or uh, whatever you whatever you want to call it, whatever they're trying to build. Um, it might not be as, as sustainable in, in Los Angeles. Um, but you said something else that I, I can't, I, it's just, it's totally lost. I totally lost it. Um, the Bengals, Burrow. I don't know. You got you, you got to love Joe Burrow. You're Come just on. a pro, you're you a look. propagandist, and actually, you don't need to love love Joe Burrow. I want to say this. Okay, I want to say this. So, um, you are my brother. That is an undeniable fact. It's about the, probably the only sure thing that that will come out of our mouths on this episode. I am happy for you per, as a as a as a as a person as a, as a as a as a sports watcher as a as someone who cares about um, the teams you support. I I, I am happy for you. Um, so so when everything I anything, everything I say after that after that statement is is kind of just me um, probably being bitter and salty and irritated about it all. Because I am about all of it. <laughs> would you say that there's? Would you say that there's some jealousy? Without a doubt, without a doubt, and I, and I don't. I'm not embarrassed to say. I mean, it's, it's it's a natural human emotion to feel jealousy. There's no shame in that. Um, yeah, what I, unfortunately, it is absolutely clouding my judgment with this game. When you when you have a team in the Super Bowl. Everything about that team is just looked at. There's two full weeks of dedicated, let alone the whole playoff, the month, um, where you got analysts and media and people talking about the team, looking at the players and digging into their stories and blah, 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 blah. You got Harambe's getting shout outs now. Like, you just, there's so much else that comes along with it, and, and all of the profiles on your team just get, get highlighted. There are those same people. And those same stories and all those things on every single roster, um, but that's what you get by by being good enough to make it to the Super Bowl. And and the thing I've been irritated with 
not the most, because I've got a lot of irritations. Um, <laughs> but it's my, I've got these, it's just people coming out of the woodwork, not out of the woodwork, they're friends I talk to often, but but messaging me and just like little barbs that don't, like they, they're, they're like Bills fans. I know you've, you've had run-ins with Bills fans, Scotty. I have had Let's talk about Bills fans. fans. They're out of it. They don't, probably don't deserve to be talked about right now, but neither do the Browns, so whatever. The Bills, they should have beaten the Chiefs. And if, and if they should have beaten the Chiefs. If Cincinnati had played the Bills, I think you would agree that it probably would have been a tall order for the Bengals to, to beat Buffalo. They could have. Well, they, of okay. course they could have. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into back and forth about that. Uh, the right. Bengals are obviously good enough, a good enough team. They can, they can, they can go toe-to-toe with any team in the NFL right now. That's, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with that. Buffalo was so hot, and they, that was such a, a crazy game. I mean, 13 seconds left. The, the Chiefs really had no business. I mean, you know, whatever. Buffalo fans are feeling it right now, and I can't say I blame them, but the Buffalo fans in my life have just been, like, dropping little things to me. I mean, they know who I support. They know who I like. And it's like, I love this Burrow guy. Well, because they want him to beat the Chiefs. They, they, the, Buffalo has nothing against Cincinnati, at least in my experience. It's all Kansas City because, you know, it's two years now. It's like the two top offenses in the AFC. Right. So you know, it's like, oh, I got. I, it's like I got a root for Joe Burrow. Oh, Burrow's amazing. I'm like, shut the hell. I'm like, what are you trying to accomplish by 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 telling me this? What do I care? I don't, I don't need to know that you're really rooting for the Bengals. I don't give a shit. Like, what, what are you talking to me about this for? Um, but I'm getting so much of that, and you know, Joey Joe Burrow, this badass with like the cigars and like all these things. You got a lot to be happy about, Scotty. But can you not understand why someone like me would not be happy? I mean, think about this. Yeah. Think about this. Yeah. You got Joey B, Joey Football, blah, 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 smoking his cigars, wearing the swag, wearing the chains, uh, you know, all these things. And the Browns don't even know. What's happening with their quarterback situation? I mean, they do, they do. It's all it's figured out for the next year. But you have to understand why there's no Ohio allegiance here. There's no a- NFC. There's no AFC North uh, allegiance. This isn't college sports where you know the, the success of your conference helps could help you in the rankings if you beat certain. That's not the case here. It's all wins and losses. I, I shouldn't. I I don't want. I'm happy for you personally. I don't want anything good to happen to the Bengals. I don't want Cincinnati. I'm not rooting for Cincinnati over the Rams just because they are Cincinnati or it's AFC or whatever, or even Ohio. You are in. You are our division rival. You stole our colors. You stole our coach. You, you just you have no bit. I mean, we, I, we, I'd annex you to Kentucky this the second I could. Okay. I, why would I ever? Like Joe Burrow, root for the Bengals this week. I have no idea why people would 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 think that. You're not the only person to be like, you got a lot. People are all, oh, you, are you rooting for the Cincinnati, Ohio? We have all of the people in our family, all the people in Ohio that we that are, are you know our grandparents, cousins, whatever, Steelers fans that 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 should that should be feel the same way I do. They're rooting for Cincinnati. It's like there's no reason for this. I mean, look, hey, look here. Okay, here's the thing. 
I get everything that you're saying. And I get, I mean, I get it. I totally get it. There's a difference between rooting for them in this game, this season, versus just wanting them to be successful just in general, right? Like, I think all of America, really, is rooting for the Bengals, at least it feels like it, because of the story. Because of the underdog, like, rags-to-riches type of success that they found this season. What rags? We've won six games. Prior to the season, we won six games in the last two years. I mean, that was... Is, is they were the number one pick in 2020. Like going from that bad of a team to now being in the Super Bowl and then being set up to like, oh, actually be good for a little while. Like that is that's 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 something that franchises dream of. The Detroit Lions, your Cleveland Browns, would dream of this would, I mean, of this scenario of getting the number one pick, getting your guy, getting your franchise. Well, that's why I'm mad, Scotty, because that should that was the Browns story. We 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 won 11 games last year. Like we we did make the playoffs. We won a playoff game. Like that was us. That's why I'm pissed. That's why I'm jealous because this was supposed to be the Browns, not the Bengals. Okay, we won. We won one game in two seasons. We were like, well, what is that? One in thirty-one or something like that. Like that's the rags to riches, actual rags. It's not just like, oh, I've been my 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 team owner's been sitting on this old washed out Marvin Lewis for a, over a decade. That's the, those aren't rags. Winning seven ga- seven eight games a season. That's not rags. Making the playoffs, yep. failing in the playoffs. That's not rags. That's like middling to riches. I don't know. What do you want me to say? They had they they were committed to a strategy that ultimately wasn't successful in the the early teens. Okay, they are in a, they're in the middle. They're they're in year three of a three year rebuild, and they're in the freaking Super Bowl. That is like you can't you can't ask for anything better than that. You know, well, like no, it, no, it, of it course is, you can't. Of course you can, you as a fan can't ask for anything more than that. But, but I, again, I'm, I'm just trying to – I'm saying all of this stuff, not to, like, refute you or make you feel like, feel whatever. I'm just trying to explain to you. I feel great. <laughs> I, 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 listen, I understand. You've explained it very well. I get what you're saying completely. But objectively, you have to – you can't deny that this is the story that people root for when it comes to sports. You know, you've got this, this, this team that has been kind of just built – you know, they, they built themselves up. They're a young team. They don't know what they don't know right now. They've kind of gotten into the situation where they're good. And, you know, now they're facing up against this L.A. Rams team that has been basically a totally bought and manufactured team. I mean, the Los Angeles fan base doesn't even care about their own football teams that are in that, are in that city. And meanwhile, you got this, this, this you, got, you got the Bengals out there and the Bengals fans and Bengals nation, really, that's come alive. Like it's just something that you root for in sports. They are the underdogs that are just you. You hope they win. It's the Rudy story. It's it's all all these no, things no. is what is what the Cincinnati Bengals represent this year, and why an objective sports fan like yourself should just support them and and you know root for them. If this was any team other than L.A., uh, I don't think it would, that would be the case. I mean, like 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 Cincinnati. It, this is going to sound really disrespectful, and I guess it is. I don't really mean it that this way. I'm just trying to make a larger point. Like, Cincinnati isn't really on – this is the way I want to put it. Cincinnati isn't really on people's radars as like – like a has been like a down-and-out city for a long time when it comes to like sports and stuff. You think Buffalo, you think Cleveland, you think Detroit, you think whatever. Like, those are the city. What? what? I'm, I'm talking like – Why? 
how? How do you not add Cincinnati to that mix? I mean, last no, time no, they won no, anything no, was no. 1990 with the Reds. Scott, you know? do they do they have like legitimate, um, legitimate like uh, reasoning to be in that group? Sure, but I think if you just ask general sports fans about like who are the, the dogs of like you know whatever. Cincinnati's probably not going to be in that group that the general sports fan in like South Carolina or some shit would say. So like if you're absolutely right about LA where their fans don't really even care. They just moved. The team's been moving around here and there. Like they didn't grow a team. Like they didn't really think of like they're not, they, they aren't doing the traditional rebuild. They're doing much more like what the Bucks did last year um, with just like grabbing all these pieces and these great players. So for that reason, I think that the Bengals are this, like, un- they're taking the underdog role because nobody expected them to be there and all this. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to say that, that people should be rooting for Cincinnati because they are the Rudy of the NFL. That is not true. This is not true. They're, they're not, like, the hopeless, no one ever saw this coming. Like, nobody, nobody saw it coming this year, but everybody knew Joe Burrow was good. He won a freaking national championship. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not that, that, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. The, listen, you say whatever you want to say. The, the I just narrative did. is how. Yeah, the narrative though, the national narrative and the feeling across the country is what I described, and they are the underdog story that no one expected. You know, the Bengals to do this. They're a fun team. They're an exciting team. They're a humble yet hungry team. It, it is it is everything you want to root for in a sports story. So you agree wrapped with con- up in a bow. So you you agree with conforming to the narrative, the popular narrative. Is that what, is that what you're you're proposing? This this narrative just happened. This is what this is. This well, is you just it said is. it's the popular narrative, the nation, the, the country. Yeah, Kevin, you don't understand. I've been, I have been, I have been. What have you isolated, been? I've I, let me tell you, I've been an isolated Bengals fan my entire life. I've never since since. Watch I've, who you're talking to. Watch who you're talking on, to, buddy. Well, listen, listen, look, obviously living here in Pittsburgh, you know, you know how it is in Pittsburgh. There's no Bengals fan. I don't know any Bengal fan here. I not. I don't know a single other than myself. I don't know anyone, anyone that supports the Bengals anywhere where I live right now. When I lived in Wisconsin, it was the same way. Hold on. You at least have been able to go to Cleveland. You've gone to Browns games. You've been a part of Browns nation. You've like, you've, you've been able to you know get, get your bones and high five everybody. And all I've always, every time that I've seen the Bengals play, it was in opposing teams' territory where I was an outcast and booed and told to drink Bud Light Limes and all that. And B- Bengals fans just have never, never really had anything to be proud of. When I, was in, when I was in Disney World two weeks ago, I wore my Bengals hoodie. You will not believe. That was right after we'd beaten the Titans and we hadn't even played the Chiefs yet. You would not believe how awesome it was to get just random people Saying, oh hey, hey man, who day? Who day? What's going on? Yeah, go Bengals. Hey, you guys think you can beat the Chiefs next week? Like, like I there was there was actually some excitement around my sports team. You wear that Bengals B around, it used to be a scarlet letter. Now it's like, holy crap. Like, it was never hey, a scarlet letter. You wear sure you wear what. the Bengals jersey around, the Bengals whatever around. No one was going like, ha, what are you doing, you idiot? No, nobody, nobody, nobody they were, said that. You, Scotty, you're painting thinking. your okay, okay, exactly. You're, you're, you are not going to. You are talking to the wrong guy if you want sympathy for being a fan of a bad, of a, a bad team. I don't you're, want you're, sympathy. You're, well, what sympathy. are you asking for? You're, you're, you're painting this whole. Hold on. You're, 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 you're giving this. You're giving me this whole thing about how I was isolated and alone and and no one to high five. Give me a fucking it, break, it dude. Feels, 
it feels good to be a part of an i really felt now that i'm actually part of a national community of like supporters of something isn't the steel you, you could have chosen any team by the way you could you could be a and also you no, you have a car you can drive to cincinnati i mean it's not like out of the realm of possibilities to your life you make good money <laughs> it's just what are you talking about oh you go to you go to browns okay well you it's don't just, go to, it's just it's just far enough. I'm supposed I'm supposed to root for your team. I'm supposed to feel good about your team winning, possibly winning the Super Bowl, because you haven't gone to a Bengals game. Okay, I guess that's the case. I. Yeah, hey, right. listen. I, listen, I, I I get it. Again, you've explained it well. I fully understand how frustrating it would be after. 20 years of having number one pick after number one pick and failing to get a franchise quarterback, you know, muddling around with just, just mediocrity and okay, just hold on awfulness. Hold on. I take it. I, I, okay. I get, I get how, I get how frustrating it is to see, you know, going from Marvin Lewis, you know, the long tenure Marvin Lewis and at least some division championships and postseason appearances to the success that Zach Taylor's had now. Uh, and, you know, getting our franchise quarterback that, you know, is going to be around Ooh. probably be stomping on the Brownies and everyone else for the next few years. I get it. I get it. It's, it's a bad situation for you. So if you want to lash out, it's fine. But I'm not lashing. You know. It's actually not that bad for me. I actually have faith in Baker. I don't want to get into that. But I uh, I really – you, you're talking about the story that people should be rooting for. Can we talk about Matt Stafford? I mean, I'm rooting for Matt Stafford. That dude's been drowning in Detroit. Nobody, no help, no coach. I mean, he had Megatron. I mean, you can't, you can't like dis, you just can't discount that he actually did have a Hall of Fame wide receiver for like several, several, several years. That's true. But the dude plays his heart out. I mean, there there aren't a lot of players that play like play tough like Matt Stafford does. And now he finally has a chance. At I mean he's had the more 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 playoff success than he's ever had. I mean I'm rooting for that yeah. guy. Uh, listen, I I I can't I can't agree more. I mean the only saving grace of the Bengals losing the Super Bowl here is it will probably solidify Matt Stafford going into the Hall of Fame with getting a Super Bowl ring. I think you think so. You know because I do I really wow. do I think that's the only thing he was really I mean that guy he's 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 one of one of the best quarterbacks in this era. You know, certainly, certainly top eight. You know, uh, of all the quarterbacks in the last fifteen years, I, you have to you have to put him up there. I worry that like and, he, exactly that. Sorry, but, but you know, he's what thirty five. I think he just right turned. Now. He just turned thirty four. Just turned thirty four. So he's got another year or two. So if he if he does get a Super Bowl this year, he continues to be successful with the Rams the next season or two. Maybe they make it deep into the playoffs. Maybe a Super Bowl appearance again. Like that's it. I mean, he's he's got he's got the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. You know, I think he, that's he already would deserve it. I mean, I'm I'm not I, I'm not going to argue with that because because I I don't really I don't I don't have his numbers memorized and everything. But it does kind of feel like if he doesn't win, he'll kind of fall into like a like a Fran Tarkenton. Like he's a quarterback name that you know, you know they were good in the past, but you don't know necessarily even what team they were on or like how many how much they won or like you know what they contributed like the annals of time as we go on and decades pass you'll remember Matt Stafford's name but not it'll just, it'll just be like a name not as like a great champion uh, if he right. wins though he, he he has a chance to do that and if you if you're like yeah. a, if you're a casual sports fan 
and you don't really have any ties to any specific city. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to deny. I mean, Joe Burrow, as we both would agree, is probably going to have at least a couple extra cracks at, at a deep playoff run. That might not yeah. happen for Stafford. I mean, I don't right. know that it's going to happen at all. So, so yeah, that's I, true. I don't know what the cap space and what's going on with the Rams after the season. Like, who's coming? They have no draft. They don't have a first round draft pick for like three years. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like it's gonna like this is it for the Rams. They need to win in this very small window now because if they don't, it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna be bad for them for a long time. So, yeah, I, w- I would agree. I mean, obviously, there's no way in hell that I wouldn't be rooting like avidly for the Bengals to win here, but. I at least feel better if they're going to lose, losing to a team like the Stafford-led Rams. Um, then like Brady honestly, again. <laughs> yeah, versus like Brady and like yeah, maybe it'd be cool to see Aaron Rodgers win one more. But I not still, against the Bengals. Know, not against the Bengals, right? Right. That might have been the only other quarterback to be like, okay, well, mm-hmm. you know. But but other than that, like <laughs> I, I would have not wanted to lose to Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. That would have been awful. Kyler Murray. So. Yeah, yeah. No, Dak. No. Oh my gosh, the Cowboys. Scotty. The boys, the- Scotty. What if the because your 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 childhood team was the Dallas Cowboys? What if it was the Cowboys and the Bengals? I mean, obviously you go Bengals, but but how about Cowboys, that? Bengals Super Bowl would be a that'd be a fun Super Bowl. Let me that'd just be, tell you, that'd be, like a, that'd be like a brown actually. that'd be like a brown Saints Super Bowl for me. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I would enjoy that. I would I would just buy Super Bowl like just Super Bowl gear for that Super Bowl, you know, like I would love to see like the Bengals logo and the Cowboys logo, like Super Bowl 56, you know, like that would be a cool shirt just to wear around. Like that would be, I would just, I would, I would just eat that up. That would be, you know what I feel? I feel the same way. I, I don't. So I guess I, the proof isn't in the pudding, not my pudding. So, um, but I, I would feel that way. I was just thinking about combinations, but Raiders bucks, that that's a cool, those are some like, you know, like, in terms of having gear of, of two teams you don't really care about, just because it was a cool match, a cool Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, that, that, that is a cool one. I wonder what other good ones were out there in history. There's, oh, Packers Chiefs. Cowboys, I mean, Packers Chiefs, Cowboys Steelers, I think would be good. But yeah. there's probably a few, other, a few other Super Bowl matchups out there that would be kind of fun to just wear the gear for. But. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm not going to buy many Bengals Rams stuff. If obviously if the Bengals win, I'm going to buy every single Super Bowl thing. Period. But that'll blame you. Uh, yeah. Um, let's. Uh, do you have any more on on the Super Bowl game? Because we we have tons of other NFL stuff to get into. Yeah. The only thing. The only. This is this is the this is the Scotty Ray keys of the game here. Oh. It's, this. The, the, and this this is not going to be a big shock, obviously, but. The Bengals are going to win or they're going to lose based on how they block. That is a hundred. That is it. If 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 they can contain Aaron Donald and Ooh. Von Miller Ooh. and Leonard Leonard Floyd and all those guys, then they're going to win. They will win the game if they if they can if they can not allow Joe Burrow to get sacked. He has got time to throw the ball. They will they will win the game. If 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 they get sacked nine times like they did against the Titans, they're going to lose. Like they they can't like. You know they they did they they performed admirably against the Chiefs. You know in, in the offensive line did, and they you know were able to you know give Burrow some time, so he was able to you know make some plays. And they in the second half they scored some points. They have to do that again this year or this this week because Stafford and Cooper Cup they're gonna they're gonna score some points. So if the Bengals can't score because Burrow's getting sacked every other play, it's over. Can't win. So that is that is a hundred percent. 
it. And Aaron Donald, I love Aaron Donald. He's a pit guy. You know, any any other game, I want him to sack the quarterback a million times because I just love Aaron Donald. But I am deathly afraid of what he's going to do to our quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least five months of recovery before OTAs start. So That's get, right. the, get the Carson Palmer treatment. Um <laughs> All right, uh, NFL stuff. So we, we, I'll, I'll let you decide, Scotty. We got we got head coaching changes. We got Pro Bowl general chatter, and we got QB question marks. Ooh, ooh, the off Somebody, season is upon us, my friend. I'm so excited. It's it's right around the corner. Pretty soon we'll be talking about combine and and ramping up NFL draft talk. Oh, I love the off season. <laughs> That's right, exactly. I'd say let's 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 do some quarterback talk right now. Okay, so I I think that uh, what I'll do, and I'll, we're going to take a similar approach to the head coaching changes. I'm going to run through uh, the the quarterbacks that have the biggest question marks, and you just tell me uh, which of these you're most intrigued by. Um, okay. We could do it that way, or we could do like you know run through which teams you think that this quarterback will be on, or if you were choosing where they go. Uh, this is a little free. A little bit of both. A little bit yeah. of both. Okay. Well, then we'll just yeah. give we'll give like a little quick thirty seconds on each. How about that? Sounds good. Uh, that uh, oh, actually, you know, it kind of plays into the whole head coaching conversation. These kind of go hand in hand because a they lot do. of the coaches, you know, they're they're the co- head coach and quarterback are so t- tied together, so tight. Um, I guess let's start with. Uh, I'm taking Baker off the list, okay, because the Browns have already come out and said that for the next year, he's the guy. They're going to let him play his fifth-year option, and they'll figure it out later on. So Aaron Rodgers was spotted in Cleveland just earlier this week. It's a beautiful city. There's a casino. There's a lot to do. There's a national park. That's why he was there. Um, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Okay. First off, I I want to see him – play for another team and i don't know if that's going to happen he's under contract for what two more years that would be a trade right yes i think so i if i could if i could do anything if i could do anything with russell wilson i would trade him to the saints i think he would be a really fun quarterback down in new orleans i think he'd i think he'd be good for what that team needs down there obviously the coaching situation have they named a replacement for sean payton yet Yes, we'll get into that. Yeah, they have. Okay, cool. So you know, it's a whole new environment down there, new offense, I'm sure. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. But I feel like Russell Wilson for the Saints would be a good a good fit. I don't really want to see him in Seattle anymore. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that um, the Saints would be the most fun place for him to go. Um, and actually, the Saints was it was an internal hire, so I think the offense will stay mostly the same. But that's good because I think I think Wilson can do a, a lot of what Breeze was doing, but Wilson's still a little bit more athletic than Breeze was here at the end of his career. Um, uh, well, that well, while we're talking about the Saints, uh, famous Jameis. I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen to him? Back to the Bucks, perhaps, Scotty. He could go back to the Bucks. I don't know if Bruce Arians would want him anymore after his like forty interception season that that he had uh, uh, before he he left. I the think Saints. I think Arians I, would rather retire than take James back. <laughs> I would agree with that. I you know I I don't know. Obviously, it's gonna it'll be interesting to see how he comes back from from his injury. He was playing okay for the Saints mm-hmm. before he got hurt. I could see him. I could see him 
kind of going the Cam Newton route of like signing like a one year, two year deal with a team that just needs a quarterback for like a season. So like, heck, I don't know. Put him on the Panthers. He'd be kind of cool in the Panthers. I think, you know, Ooh. that would be, that'd be, that'd be not a bad option. I, I would, I would take interest in him. Another, another place that could be intriguing is a place like Denver, you know, who knows what Denver's going to do with their quarterback situation. But like, is, is, is James a free agent or is he going to be traded? I yeah I, I wish I I can I can look it up if you if you keep talking a little bit I I think that he was he resigned maybe on a one year deal. Okay, I, I see Jameis Winston as a guy who would probably get a one year deal, maybe two year deal, who 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 can play for a team that like you know can compete and maybe they'll go five hundred or like that's where they're that's a, like a five hundred level team that maybe has an outside shot at the playoffs looking for like a stopgap while they look for their franchise person. I could see him adding some value there if he uh, recovers from his injury well. So a team like Denver potentially, although Denver I think has, they've got more tools where they could actually go farther if they can get a, a guy that can, you know, maybe be around for three years. But I don't know. I'm thinking like a Miami or a, or a Carolina, something like that would be a good situation for for uh, Jameis there. Yeah, I, I think he's a free agent this year, so he will probably be moving places. Um, okay. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think that, I think that the, I think that there, that, that Aaron Rodgers actually has a much wider range of outcomes than we all think. So I think that the most likely places for him would be uh, Green Bay, Denver, or San Francisco. Um, I think that uh, Denver, just because Elway likes to do that, and they have a good defense, and they've got some pretty good offensive talent, I actually think he'd do quite well in Denver. Um, San Francisco, I mean, that offense, I mean, I like Jimmy G. I've liked Jimmy G for a long time. Um, there was a time back before Baker, and it might have been when we had like, I don't know, Kessler, Cody Kessler or something like that. I was like, Browns, let's go, baby, make a deal. Actually, um, there was – you might not remember, but, but I, think, I think in one of those years, the rumor was that, that Cleveland was really in it, but, but Belichick turned it down or shut, put the kibosh on it and let Jimmy sit behind Brady one more year. Devastating. Anyway, um, but I think that I think the one place that Aaron Rodgers will not be is Tampa Bay. I mean, people are all like, "Oh, well, Arians could just, you know, bring Rodgers down there, and they already have the team together." And I don't think that'll happen. I think Rodgers won't want to chase or follow Brady's footsteps at all. Um, I'm not very Agreed. interested in where Aaron Rodgers goes, to be honest. I think he'll be fine wherever he goes. But I'm, I'm I think I, I'm just I'm just fatigued by talking about him a little bit. <laughs> it's been a long year. Just to talk about Aaron Rodgers and they crapped the bed against the Rams or whoever they played, San Francisco. I think I, I kind of agree. I'm a little over the Rodgers situation too. I think that so as long as the Packers are committed to winning with this core and not committed to a, a rebuild, I think he's going to stay in Green Bay. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree that he's not going to go to Tampa Bay and he's not going to go to Pittsburgh. Those are the two places that I'm sure that he will not be going. I think the other options like Denver and San Francisco are certainly uh, a realistic op- option. And 
I could see the Denver Broncos like going all in for for Aaron Rodgers because I think that they think they have a team that could go to the Super Bowl and win if they can get a quarterback like him because everyone else is good. But I'll tell you what, same thing with San Francisco. If Aaron Rodgers goes to San Francisco, that team will be unstoppable. I mean that. I mean, with with Debo Samuel and some of the other yeah. uh, George Kittle. I mean, oh my gosh, he's gonna he's gonna just light the world on fire with, with the the, the, the favorites will be Forty uh, ers and Chiefs. That, that'll be maybe the Bills, but I think people still have more confidence in in Reed and Mahomes over over the over the Bills. But um, yeah, it's funny back when uh, the Peyton Manning sweepstakes was going on. I feel like it was also Denver and San Francisco. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um. Okay, uh, let's go a little quicker through the rest of these. Kirk Cousins, coaching change that we'll talk about briefly. You think you think he's going to stay? <laughs> he might stay for a year, but he's. I mean, with with a new coach, he's. I mean, Kirk, we, you've you've gotten all that you can get out of Kirk Cousins. He's not going to do anything more than you. He's he he's always been this player. He's a eight and eight, you know, whatever kind of a quarterback who's not going to lose the game for you, not going to win the game for you. I fully expect a new administration that comes in is going to want to overhaul and, and get somebody new. So, I think he'll stay. He'll be gone. I think he'll stay, and then he'll be. He'll stay for a year, but that's yeah. it. Like that's that. They're not going to. They won't move him probably, but they but they're not going to do anything with him. I think. They're, I think. I think, I think Cousins will be the next uh, Fitzpatrick. Serviceable. You think around. he's that good? Wait, are you are you claiming that Fitzpatrick is better? Than Kirk Cousins, dude. Fitzpatrick can work work wonders. Moving on. Um, well, okay. So there's a bunch of quarterbacks that I'm not. We're not going to talk about. I don't really care about them. I think there are. It's fair to say that there's a question mark. Maybe not a bold question mark or like an italicized question mark, but just a regular plain question mark around like Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, Tannehill, Tua. I don't care about them. What about Deshaun Watson? I mean, there's a lot that's, gonna, that's still going to happen with the uh, legal proceedings. I doubt the NFL – I doubt anybody will really make a move uh, for or even about him. I doubt the Texans even say anything about him until some of that stuff's resolved. But, but, but football-wise only, could you see him landing on a team um, and doing anything in the next year? Legal things aside, assuming all that clears up and he could get on the field, I think that he, he it's possible. Now, there is something to be said about not playing professional football for a certain period of time and being out of, you know, out of the league, out of the game speed, all those types of things. Who knows? I'm sure he's conditioning and training and, you know, playing to, um, you know, or at least preparing to return at some point. But, you know, you go two years not being in the league and coming back, it might be kind of tough, at least at least to be the elite person that he was promised to be. Um, so it really kind of depends on the situation. It doesn't seem like the Texans are really prepared to move him unless they get the King's ransom of, of draft picks and things like that. And I don't think while this stuff is out there, no team is willing to give that up for someone that potentially might not even play because he could be in jail or whatever, you know? <laughs> so, so he's going to be playing for the Texans for a while. So the Texans, given where they're at in terms of a, of a franchise, who knows how good he'll be if he if he does end up returning. So I'm lukewarm on a Deshaun Watson return. 
I would probably wouldn't draft him as a fantasy football quarterback. Uh, you know, if if he's to come back and play, so how successful he's going to be, I don't know. We'll just we're just gonna have to see. But I'm not I'm not looking uh, not optimistic. The head coach carousel has stopped. Um, there's a, there are a lot of teams that changed. There's nine teams. What is that? Nine thirty nine thirty two divided by nine. Is that a third? I think that's a close to a third. third. Uh, Close close to a third. Of the league switched over uh, to a different coach. And um, offense is the the main theme of of, uh, this this cycle. Um, uh, Looking at it right now, it looks like only two of the nine uh, are defensive guys. So everybody else is either an offensive coordinator or previously offensive-minded head coach. So uh, uh, we're going to do this a little bit quicker. I don't think that a lot, a lot of these guys I don't, I don't see being long-term solutions for these teams. But I'll go through – I'll just run through the list quickly, Scott. You just tell me which one you're most intrigued by. Um, the Saints hired Dennis Allen, who was their defensive coordinator. Um, the Giants hired Brian Dable, who was the offensive coordinator for the Bills. Miami hired Mike McDaniel, who is the offensive coordinator for San Francisco. The Raiders hired Josh McDaniels. Finally, that guy leaves the Patriots. He was the offensive coordinator for the Patriots for a long time. The Jaguars hired Dougie Fresh, Doug Peterson, baby. Um, The Bears hired Matt Eberflus, who was the offensive coordinator for the Colts. Denver hired Nathaniel Hackett, uh, the offensive coordinator for for Green Bay. Hello, Aaron Rodgers. What's up? Um, the Vikings hired some guy named Kevin O'Connell, who is currently the Rams' offensive coordinator. Good luck in the Super Bowl. Finally, Houston just announced they were the last team to announce their hiring. Uh, I think they might have been. Maybe Dennis Allen was. Doesn't matter. Good old Lovey Smith, back in the in the in NFL head coaching seat. I okay. I'm just gonna let's start with Lovey Smith here. I don't have a lot to say. Uh, do I think? Do I think that's who the Texans actually wanted to hire? No. I like Lovey Smith. Great name, great beard, you know, keeps his head down, just not a lot of drama. Seems like a no-nonsense kind of football coach. I like that. Goes to Illinois after after being with the Bucks for a long time with the Bears. Head coach for the Bears, then I think the Bucks, then the University of Illinois. Nice with the Texans. Good for Lovey Smith. It might be a disaster, but good for Lovey. Scotty, other than Lovey Smith, which I know is who you're most excited about, who else? What what do the other ones intrigue you? Well, okay. So the Texans should have just kept their previous head coach than than getting Lovey Smith, in my opinion. He actually What was his name? I don't know his name. I can't tell you off the top of my head, I'll be honest. I'm not even gonna lie. But but he at least like Keep the no name. Yeah, well, he at least he at least won a few games uh, uh, with a team that didn't have any business winning. So you know, Lovey Smith. If Lovey Smith, I mean, that's going to be bad. He did not do anything for Illinois. He made Illinois worse, even though. It just, anyways, the two the two head coaching options that intrigue me the most, or the hires that intrigue me the most, is McDaniel's for the Raiders because. He's he's coming into a situation. I think he's coming into the, the the best situation out of all the new head coaches to succeed immediately. Hmm. Personally, 
Um, you could make the argument maybe of, of Nathaniel Hackett because he is, you know, really just a quarterback away of also from success too. But that's really my that's my other intriguing one as well. So I think those two those two coaching hires are really the most intriguing to me because I think that they actually have the, the best chance of having success next season and really improving the team. Whereas you know some of these other guys, I mean, what's his face for the Giants who he coached for the Bills? You know, what's his he face? might do something. Yeah, what's his face? He was the he was the um, he was the hottest uh, coach in this cycle, man. Yeah, Brian Dable. Okay. Great. Can, can I say something he about also, Brian Dable? He, that dude's not going to work in, 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 in New York. I mean, Brian Dable has <laughs> been with – he has been with like eight teams in the last like 14 seasons. That dude's jumped around. And he was, a, he was a, like a quarterback's coach for the Browns back in like the, the 2010s. No. I, I, it's, it's, he is going to be completely reliant on – Daniel Jones. They only hired him to make Daniel Jones good. If he can't make Daniel Jones good, he's gone. I mean, because he did it with he did it with Josh Allen. He because Josh Allen had a like a he had a one either a bad rookie season or a bad sophomore season, and then he turned it around. And then last year was great. This year was great. That's the only reason they hired him. And I I don't think. I don't think uh, Daniel Jones is as good as, as, as Josh Allen. So whatever for Brian Dable. I, I know I kind of cut you off here. I, I want to talk about Mike McDaniel. I don't know what to make of that guy because it really seems like the, he first landed on anyone's radar during this playoff run for the 49ers. I don't think anybody could have told you who's the offensive coordinator for San Francisco. I mean, it's it's Shanahan, Shanahan, Shanahan. Hell, I don't even know who the defensive coordinator for San Francisco is. I don't know a lot of coordinators, but but for him to just up and get the Miami job, and we didn't even talk about Jim Harbaugh. What, 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 what. Oh, I know <laughs> that was amazing. what a great story that was. I agree with you. So, 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 Mike, we'll, we'll talk about Mike McDaniel again because he's he's at Miami, which is very, uh, very connected to Jim Harbaugh. But, but Josh McDaniels. So, I'm really surprised to see him leave the Patriots, go to the Raiders. Uh, obviously, uh, a, a job that he didn't think that he'd ever have a chance at because Gruden was there, and up until this season, you know, Gruden had like seven more, yeah, like a ten-year deal. I really wonder what is going on in New England. Like, it, it raises more questions for me in New England than it does for the Raiders because I thought way back, like two year, two or three years ago, when Josh McDaniels literally accepted the Colts job. And then, like, two days later, turned it down just to stay, stay put in New England. I thought that was, like, the biggest signal flare for him. He's going to be in New England. He's, gonna, he's the heir apparent for, for Belichick. He's going to take over. Like, is Belichick going to stay? Is he going to keep coaching Mac Jones and just ride out? Into the, I mean, just see how long the ride can last? I mean, he made the playoffs. He, you know, he didn't I, win a playoff I, game, but. I think the plan, this is all just speculation, conspiracy theory in my head, but I think that the plan at that time two years ago was for Belichick and Brady to kind of like, you know, 
end together right off to the sunset. And then when the organization, Patriots organization, kind of changed things around and said, hey, you know, we, we're going to move on from Brady before Belichick was done. And then Brady going down and winning a Super Bowl, I think that changed everything. I think that because Brady and Belichick's legacies seemingly now were tied together and Brady found immediate success on another team and Belichick still hasn't yet, I think he's hungry for another Super Bowl before he actually hangs it up to show that he can do it without Tom Brady. I think that that's what's happening. And I think that wasn't the, the that wasn't the, um, the, the plan, you know, two years ago when, when Josh McDaniels was kind of convinced to stay, I think, you know, by this time, I think he was going to, he was likely promised the Patriots head coaching position, which he know he wanted. And that's why he stuck around. So I think that this, this whole, what happened with Brady winning the Super Bowl and how the conversation changed between, you know, Belichick's coaching prowess versus Tom Brady's just success at the quarterback position. I think that's what what's different now and why this is where we're at, you know? Yeah, I my hunch is that um, I think I'm, 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 what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to check my timeline here. Um, um, I think what happened with McDaniels and the Colts, I think that the only reason he turned that job down was because I think he might have either known or, or something about Andrew Luck. I mean, Andrew Luck retired. I, I, I'm looking at the timeline, and it looks like it was, it was a year after um, Josh McDaniels turned. So McDaniels turned down the Colts job in 2018. Andrew Luck retired in 2019, like, like right before that season started. Um, mm-hmm. So it doesn't perfectly line up, but the, the the conspiracy theorist in me wants to believe that that McDaniel's maybe knew that Andrew Luck's health wasn't great and that he he was considering this uh, this option, and the only reason he was going to go to the Colts is because you have Andrew Luck. I mean, it's, it's a generational talent. I love Andrew Luck. Yeah. I wish he was still playing, but he seems really happy. It doesn't matter. Um, I think it's it's very possible that maybe Bill Belichick doesn't have an ego. He doesn't really care, and he's he's gonna maybe gonna write out the rest of his contract. I don't know how many years he's got left, and he's like, Josh, listen, if you want it, go get it. Like, where you know you know the state of the team in New England here. You know what they've got in in, in Las Vegas. It, it could be a good opportunity for you. Make your own decision. And they just made, you know, it's just, these are people after all, you know, it's like maybe there isn't, this is some grand thing about Belichick wanting to prove that he can do it on his own. I don't, I think Brady felt that because I, I think that when there's already a power structure that like the head coach is like the, he's the head coach, he has head in front of his you know, title and the quarterback's just the quarterback. Brady might've had a little bit of that prove it in him um, and he did go down and do it himself. I think everybody sees that too. I don't think anybody's questioning Belichick's greatness. I mean, he did put all those teams together. He did lead lead both the offense and defense to the, to all those championships. I don't think that Belichick has that big of an ego. I mean, the dude's cemented in football history. I mean, the only thing he, only thing he doesn't have is like a signet. Well, he he has the he has the tattered hoodie. He even has a, he even has a piece of clothing. You know, the Alabama you know, coach with the hat. You got. Belichick's set. I don't think Belichick wants anything more out of football than he already has. I think it might have just been a good opportunity for McDaniels. But I am surprised to see him leave to go to Las Vegas 
where I don't know about Derek Carr. I don't. I don't think I'd be there. Derek Carr needs to go. I think I'd be more excited about Mac. if it's if it's solely quarterback related. I think I'd be more excited about Mac Jones than Derek Carr. Am I wrong about that? Oh, for sure. Oh no, you're not wrong. Mac Jones is a rookie, and, and also he's got all the promise. And after also after the season that the Raiders had, Derek Carr is like sincerely the leader of that team. Like they didn't have much else. Yeah. So and the interim head coach is out of there anyway. He just he just signed with the Packers, special teams coordinator. Right. Um, anyway, so I think, I think, uh, Josh McDaniels is interesting. Uh, the only one, we'll go back to <laughs> all the drop. What'd you make of the whole Jim Harbaugh thing? That dude is such an, uh, an effing snake. That dude, that guy, he's got, he is like the equivalent of like in Game of Thrones, he's Braun in Game of Thrones. Whoever's paying him the most, he'll go. Like, oh, whatever's advantageous to him. That dude doesn't have an ounce of loyalty in his body. I, I can't. We're biased. We're Ohio State fans. That dude is the worst. Uh, the worst. He's the worst. Free. He's, He's a scumbag. I, I don't even think. I don't even think he has bad vision. He just wears those glasses because, just like Belichick, just like uh, what uh, Brett Bear, Brett Bar- what's his uh, Bear, Bear Bear Bryant. I had it close. He just wanted to look. He wanted like the little fancy glasses with it. Fuck that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm confidently saying it. Sorry. We'll put an M whatever. Beep it up. Fuck that dude. That dude is, is running amok. He's doing whatever he wants. He thinks he owns the place. Well, you don't own this place. All right? The, the Dolphins fired Flores, caused a big old shitstorm that we're going to be hearing about for the next, like, three years. Thanks a lot for that one, Miami. And now, all to get Harbaugh, because Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, is like a huge boost. He's like, he's like the largest booster for the University of Michigan that, they, that they've ever had. Of course it was motivated just to get Harbaugh. And, after, and Harbaugh is like, he floated out some, like, maybe I'll leave Michigan. Ooh. And it was for the Dolphins. Now he's like, oh, crap, well, I have to go make it look like Minnesota's a thing, whatever. And as soon as, as, soon, as, soon as uh, Flores hit the fan, he's like, I can't. Like, like, owner of the Dolphins, I can't come coach for you now. I'll get, I'll get murdered for this. Let's let it cool off for a season. Go ruin this Mike McDaniels kid's life. And then I'll, I'll see you in 2024, okay? That's what's going to happen. Jim Harbaugh well, is a clown and a spinster and a joke. Not a spinster. That's, that's totally different. That guy is no good. Clown, clown show. He is no good. He is he is a clown, and he beats Ohio State one year. And now he's like, oh, I'm gonna get out of here. What? What I? What I? I? I was reading articles. Now this is Michigan, you know, Michigan campus reporting. So take this for what you. You're will, reading but... Michigan campus reports. Yeah, I was. Good for you. I was really intrigued. I was really intrigued by the story. He was texting players and you know people people close to him the day that he was going to Minnesota, like you know. Thanking them for the well wishes and basically saying his goodbyes. He went to Minnesota for that eight-hour-long interview. He thought he had that job in the bag. He thought that he he left Michigan thinking that he was going to be named the Vikings head coach. And for him to be turned down and for him to be shunned and to be rejected by what's his name, Kyle or whatever, Kyle O'Donnell, O'Donnell or whatever. Or Connell, yeah. Kyle, Kevin and, Kevin O'Connell. O'Con- Kevin O'Connell. For for Jim Harbaugh to be to be spurned by the Minnesota Vikings after he told it was, it was on National Signing Day is when he went to do this, you know. So like that, that, like you don't do that 
if, unless you're thinking that you're out and you're, you're going to accept this position as a college head coach for what it does for recruiting and team morale, things like that. You don't, you don't just go off and interview for an NFL head coaching position on national signing day. So the fact that he was telling, telling people like goodbye and you know, appreciate the well wishes for this opportunity. He thought that he had this job and he didn't get it. It is amazing to me that, that that happened. It just, it's just very fitting for the snake that he is. Yeah. It also, I like also that it makes Michigan kind of look stupid too, because yeah, you just you just you, the the girl that like was running around on you. I don't know why I made it gendered, but the the girl that's running around on you. Now nah, we'll just take her back. We you know she's she she's good. She's good when she's around. Like she, you know, supports me and stuff. Like you know, I, I'll actually. She was just talking. She's just talking to that guy. Oh yeah, you she's know? just talking. Nothing ever happened. You could talking. you could turn it around too. The bad boy that goes and does whatever he wants. Oh, for sure. He's, he's, yeah. You've always got a home here. Well, I, I'll change him. Oh, you know. Again, this is as soon as you get into gendering things, it's a slippery slope. But Michigan's stupid too because he will leave this, the first chance he gets. He's, he, it's chance. obvious. You're absolutely right, Scotty. I, I, I beat Ohio State. I ruined their season. I'm out of here. I did. I. I. You know. I. I you know. I, I. I won't go down as the what? worst Michigan coach of all time, Brady Hoke. You know, literally, what else could he achieve in Michigan? I mean, I don't blame him for wanting to get out because what what else? I mean, look, it's it's very clear the way that the national or the college football landscape is from here on out. The best that Harbaugh can ever hope for at Michigan is to beat Ohio State, win a Big Ten championship, and get just destroyed by Alabama in the playoffs. Like that's True. that's his future from here on out. So he's looking for something else. Maybe he wants a Super Bowl ring because he didn't he didn't get one when he lost his brother you know, a few years ago. So I don't blame him, but I'm really glad that like around the same time, Ryan Day came out and said, dude, there's no way I'm leaving Ohio State. And my family's never going to leave Columbus, and I can't eat it. So it's just, you know, just nice. continuing on with the rivalry. So I, I wish, I kind of wish go. that, uh, I kind of wish that, that instead of Doug, Dougie Fresh, that uh, the Jags got in on, on Harbaugh. So you'd have, you go from Urban <laughs> flame out and then you have Harbaugh and he'd flame out. Actually, Harbaugh will have he should have stayed in San Francisco. I don't even know why he left there. Yeah. It, probably the Ka- right. maybe the Kaepernick stuff got too hot. I'm not really sure, but he probably should have stayed there. It was the Super Bowl. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. Enough of that shit. Last thing on the in the NFL, and then we're going to other things, I promise, listener. Uh the Washington Commanders. What do you think? <laughs> Out of all the names on their short list, it's the one that I liked the least. I think the one that I liked the least was uh, the presidents. Well, that's true. The presidents wasn't wasn't great either. That's a good point. But if they um, if they wanted honestly, to, what they okay, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that that how you overlook being called the commies in the nation's capital, I don't really know how that happens. Um, if you wanted to, what I would have done, have it be red something like red wolves, red hawks or red, whatever. Um, or have it be the generals and really play up like the Pentagon, like military, like it's, it's, it's an easy bridge. 
It's something people can get behind. You're not going to cr- like if you say, "Hey, we're going to have this team." I mean, we have a team called the Patriots. Like you know, it's, if you had if you had a team that was like the Generals, and and you had like a camo alternate or something like that, even if it was like you know like not like a you know, crazy camo, like the heart, like the like the Dudley Boys or anything like that, but like play up the military side of it. People would like that. People would just they would just like Love it. it. The command. The biggest problem I have with the commanders. It's not that it is the commanders, or we'll call them the commies. It's, it's, I honestly, I think I'll, over the years, I'll find that kind of fun. But in your release, and when you announced this, two years in the making, you had plenty of time to think about this. In your release video on Twitter, like the a minute and a half clip that you sent around everywhere, you didn't tell me what a commander was. I don't know what a commander is. Like, the Indians, the Cleveland Indians. They rebranded. They're the Guardians now. Painfully generic, safe, boring name. The very least. I don't like it, just to be clear. To the very least, they said, hey, in Cleveland, when, you, when you're entering the city, you, you cross this bridge, and there's these two big stat, these statues of like guys holding a sword, and like they're broad, and they're like whatever. They're guarding the bridge. They're guarding the city. We're going to go with guardians. It's, 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 it's almost nothing, but it's something. I don't know how Commanders relates to D.C., I don't know how I don't know what a commander is. I don't know what the, the logos, the symbols are. It's the same W as they had the Washington football team. They did a. I'm not saying it's easy, and you're gonna they're going to be criticized no matter what they put out there. But but this sucked, like it just sucked. The whole release of it, the whole there was the fanfare of it, if you can call it fanfare. Poor execution. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Kev, you know this full well. There's been better. There's been better rollouts of new jerseys that you know for for teams than than a brand new identity of this team. You know what I mean? Like like there's better hype videos for just changing the freaking logo or color of of an existing team than what they put into this. You know, yeah. like you've had an opportunity. How often do teams change their name? That is not a common thing. You know, it, it happens. You know, once every few decades. They had an opportunity to really generate some serious hype on this, and they just – it was just awful. I mean, the jersey, they, ha- they have all new jerseys, but the only picture I saw of it was like it was dark and like they're shading, and I can't really make out what the actual details are. It's almost like they promised a date, and they got to release something, and maybe every- all the details aren't worked out yet, but but they feel fine about Commanders. It's not like anybody's top choice, but – like I did like a rank voting and like that's like the one that ranked the highest. You know? Or Dan Snyder's yeah. just like, oh, I'm getting all this fan feedback that, oh, they like they like Red Wolves, oh, they like this and that. They like Washington football team keeping it the same. But you know what? This is my team. And I I am the commander. So we're gonna be the commanders. <laughs> it should be the Snyders. The, the Washington yeah, the Snyders. Their, their their logo could be a little pretzel. Gosh, man! Yeah, that would be at least at least they would, at least they would have like just blatant sellout of like a sponsor. We're just having Snyder's of Hanover, just like they're our team now. We're the fighting pretzels. Hey, I actually more excited about that than the commander. Oh, My yeah. gosh, if they were the Washington pretzels, I think I'd love that. 
Yeah. Dude, the, just think about everybody in the stands on, on you know, it, it's like Dime a Dog Night at the Clippers. You get, we're giving out pretzels. Everybody gets pretzels. pretzels Big, everybody. The stadium pretzels, you know? Just, love yeah. that. Love that. Commanders, what a friggin' joke. They should have just kept the, the football. I might, I might choose to just call them the football team. Everybody will know. It's been two seasons. Everybody will know who I'm talking about. I like the football team. Football team's pretty good. I was, I was sticking with it. Was sticking with me. So okay, let's let's move on. Different sport. We got at least two more, two three more things to talk about. We can go quick. But Scotty, quick. tell me everything that you're feeling about the baseball lockout. Trans. This is a huge transition. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Well, here's the thing, and it just really dawned on me. Like I was so excited this year, and granted. There's two there's two things that are different this winter compared to last winter and previous winters. Number one, obviously the Bengals being in the Super Bowl, I've been like way invested in it, you know, longer than I normally would. But also, this is the first year with the extra week of the season. So everything is delayed. So we're into mid February and there's still football, there's still that going on. It's like, you know, hey, the time the the, the doldrums of February you know, where there's no sports that I really care about going on right now, that time has is, is, is been lessened significantly. So I was really excited. I was like, oh, sweet. You know, it's only like, oh, you know, after the Super Bowl is over, it's only like, you know, 10 days till pitchers and catchers report. And I was like, oh, wait. Season C's. Oh, as like, now with this lockout, it's not going to, like, it, the season could potentially be in jeopardy. And it just brought me back to 2020, the just the awful – awfulness of that year and the lack of sports and that could that could happen we could not have you know april baseball and and opening day fanfare when the weather's warm like that's a big part of the spring and we might not have that now because of because of this uh this lockout and you know what like it's hard it's hard because i in my in my education of just how the world works and how organizations work and players unions and things like that as that as that's evolved as I've grown up and I've started to understand it, I'm very much more on the side of like you know the players and trying to get get the players compensated as much as possible and all the different things that are going on with the leagues and how the the leagues and the owners can kind of you know not only screw the players but also kind of screw the sport in in many ways with how they do things like throwing games and baseball and how they you know how they um, uh, budget with the luxury tax and teams that are just tanking and don't spend any money on players at all like the pirates like so i, I want to see some change there that makes the sport more competitive that sees the players get paid more that sees maybe teams not doing the things like the pirates are doing uh, for such a long period of time so like i want to see some improvement there but at the same time from baseball perspective the baseball players already have a pretty great deal in my opinion relative to other sports and other and other players unions you know you've got guaranteed contracts you know you could sign a, a 10-year deal not play a single game if you're you know if you're hurt and you're trying to you know get better or whatever and you still get that money that's pretty awesome you know like there's 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 things that baseball already has that maybe they take for granted compared to other sports but i'd like to see some type of resolution on so we can get back to playing baseball that's kind of my high level opinion of of, of the matter well, you know what i want i want this lockout to last as long as possible. I want this lockout to last into May. And then P's and C's will report at the end of May, and you'll have June, July, August, September. Four months to cram in as many games as you can. Every single one of them will matter, unlike it is now, because most of them don't. 
and then hell, scrap October. We'll have June, July, August regular season, a three-month regular season. How about that? And then, boom, September hits, playoffs, shortened season. It'll be, the ratings will be they'll skyrocket. The, all of the the owners and the executives will be like, wow. You know, when we when we when we don't just waste our time for most of the year, people really pay attention to this sport. Um, it's kind of the shot in the arm that the old uh, you know America's finest you know needed. Whole game changes the rest of, rest of our life. The next season shortened. Every, all the baseball games are played on Saturday nights across the country. It'll be a beautiful thing. That's what I want. That's what I want to see out of this lockout. That sounds horrible, and I hope it never happens. Trevor Bauer, for president. Um, <laughs> the Winter Olympics, Scotty. <laughs> I love how we, yeah. s- we spent, we spent <laughs> like an hour on football shit, and now we're going to like breeze this by. Like... We won't have, <laughs> there won't be much football to talk about until draft time. Well, the only thing I'll say is that the Winter Olympics suck. We have a, we have a, <laughs> When you have when you have a situation where a country like Norway, which has about five million people, like point zero 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 one percent of the world population, winning all the damn medals, because guess what? Their country snows. It snows their country almost year round, and you have the other half of the world's population that lives below the equator that doesn't participate at all because it never snows there at all. Guess what? Your games suck. Summer Olympics are way better than the Winter Olympics. Sure, there's a few things. There's a few throwing a stone down an ice rink, you know, and brushing it is granted. It is it is unique. It's kind of cute, and it could be a little fun, entertaining to watch. But by and large, Winter Olympics suck. China can have it, whatever. I'm not watching it either, but not for very different reasons than you. So that's my stance. <laughs> we, I, I mean, it's it's stupid to say that we've talked too long about this. We've barely talked at all about this compared to other things we talked about. But I, I feel like I need to defend the Winter Olympics a little bit. Those sports no, are kind of cool, Scotty. Look, I know, Kevin. I get it. I, I'm being, I'm being a little, little. I mean, I look. You mentioned the, the ones that were cool. The luge is cool. Speed skating, the bobsled's cool. cool. Speed skating can be cool. You know, uh, ho- hockey, men's and particularly women's hockey is really cool because you don't see women's hockey like in, in any type of a national setting on TV. So watching, watching that is really awesome to see. So I get that. There are some cool things about the Winter Olympics that, that if it's on TV and I got nothing else to do, I'm going to watch a little bit. But, but because of the fact that it's the Winter Olympics and not every country has a winter and, you know, you got these European countries that just dominate and have no business dominating and representing the world in this massive way anywhere else, I don't need it. It's, it's not, you know, if, 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 they, if they just said, hey, you know what? Sorry, budget cuts. We're only keeping one Olympics, and it's the summer one. I'll say, eh, good call. Of course, of course, that would be the case. Of course, that would be the case. Um, Moving on, Scotty, do we have one more thing? That was good. I think that was it. That was it? Wow, look at that. I mean, it's been been an hour and a half. Yeah, well, this was a mega episode. We hadn't, you know, we're bottled up, you know, from Thanksgiving. You know, we had to give the people what they wanted. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I guess, what do you want to close with? I mean, we can't just close on such a negative, negative vibe that like the Olympics is a sham and, and the world politics is fucked. I mean, 
Well, you know what I would, you know what I would close with. I would close with, you know, single greatest sports moment in the history of my life. We're not talking about that. We've already been through that. You know what we should talk about? In one, one and a half weeks, Daytona. Daytona. The NASCAR season begins, buddy. We already had the Bush Clash this last weekend. It was okay. It was fine. And we got Daytona coming up. Scotty, I am so excited for NASCAR. I don't know why it is. It, it just feels like a purely American thing. Like it's, it, NASCAR at this point feels more American to me than baseball does. It feels more American to me than the NFL does. And not for any reason other than like, what's more American than just like wasting a bunch of gas, go, like going as fast as you can around a circle and, and, and all, talking about Coca-Cola at the end. Sponsors. Exactly. Yeah, Talking about Coca-Cola and like, you know, breathe right strips. <laughs> That's not a sponsor. <laughs> but imagine if it was. <laughs> um, get pumped for Daytona, buddy. Screw Joey Logano. Made probably Kevin Harvick's last, last season. I'm ready to go. Danny's going to get a win. He's going to get a Daytona win again. Do you know he's like 38 years old? He's old. He's old. He's, 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 he's a, a, a good-looking old guy. Old athlete. Been around he's been, a long time. He's, he's been he's been racing for a long time. The Virginia's finest. He's, yeah, and he, I'm pumped for Daytona. I agree. Daytona is it is an American tradition. It, that race in particular, you know, it, it, there's something about it. I love that it's in February. You know, down in Florida, I like I like you know, it's just it's 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 perfectly positioned in a spot where you need it the most. You know what I mean? Like when Super Bowls already kind of died out. You know, you're you're looking for Oh, hey! This is the kickoff of the NASCAR season. You know, it, it, you know, it's you're almost feeling like it's almost summertime. You know, you, you feel like it's okay to day drink. It's just <laughs> there's something there's just something about the Daytona 500 that just that is it's an American it's an American tradition. I, it's I, just I, something that yeah, I completely agree. And 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 it, and you're, you you he actually hit the nail on the head. One of the best things about Daytona is the Super Bowl ends, and it's like, oh, what am I gonna do? Well, right around the corner, literally in this year, because of the, the extended schedule for the NFL, it's the next weekend. Like, all right. Well, yeah. Well, you know what we didn't talk about? We didn't talk about uh, Pro Bowl and All-Star Games. Mm. Next episode. Well, next they all episode. just happened. We should probably talk about them. Go Daytona. Everybody time. watch it, baby. Rev it up. Crank it up. That's right. Real quick on the Pro Bowl, because we'll we'll, we're going to finish off with this. And I'm not doing a top three. Because that's played out. We're done with the top three. This is the new era. 2020, the first episode of 2022, Scotty. We should have left with that. It's true. No, we should have. Everybody agrees that the NFL has major problems with the Pro Bowl. The league that does not have an issue with their all-star festivities is the NHL. I don't know if you watched it. I don't think you did. But the NHL all-star break is so fun because all of the players generally seem like they like each other. It's mid-season, so they're all like up to speed and their bodies still work and they can actually compete in a game. The skills competition is so much fun. Fastest slap shot, the dribble drills, like the little like little launch pads. It's just so much fun. And it was in Vegas this year. They're doing everything right in the NHL. I encourage everybody who's listening to this, find yourself on an NHL team and just kind of get into it a little bit. 
Because hockey is a great, great, great sport. That's that's my only pitch. NBA is good too. The slam dunk competition is not what it used to be, because um, no, because the stars don't do it anymore. I mean, right? You literally, the iconic Jordan moment was from the slam dunk competition. Like why? Why? No, why people don't do this? I don't know. It's so. Okay. If, if I was this like, if I was like a good enough basketball player, and you say, hey, you know. LeBron and like all the top twenty best players in the league aren't aren't coming to the slam dunk competition. Do you want to do it? Like hell yes, I want to do it. Are you kidding me? Get a national stage, but even if it's not what it used to be, I get to just do have some fun and do some dunks. Hell yeah, I'm doing that. So it's like it's almost like a you can get some lower level guys getting a little bit of the limelight, but it's not what it used to be. Not good for TV. Good for them though. Any thoughts on any of those things? <laughs> well, I, I I agree. I I like what NHL does. I didn't watch it, of course, but I do like the skills competitions. They're really cool, and NBA also does it really well. There's something about there's something about the All Star break for baseball that is a little. It is cool on its own. I I agree. I wouldn't rank it better than any of the other two, but there's something about the 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 baseball's All Star break. Football by far is the worst. And one thing I, I was just thinking about this, maybe it would make it better. What if they played the Pro Bowl instead of the Hall of Fame game, like in August? You know what I mean? Like they actually play the Pro Bowl in Canton in mm. August to start the season off. And you just have the guys to get, you know, you're still kicking off training camp and stuff. You, you know, you're celebrating last year because you're going to half-ass it anyways. So that's what they just did. You know what I mean? But you actually, it's it's a part of the, preseason festivities versus versus after the season because here's what i'm thinking you got all these guys all, all of these guys their season's been over for three weeks already they're on vacation they're on off season mode they're they, you, then you bring them back they're gonna just play i mean it was an abysmal game people weren't tackling they were giving up you had mac jones looking like a goof just running down scoring that touchdown because people gave up otherwise they would have clobbered him you know what i mean whereas if you put it in the preseason and it's like, hey, we're getting back together. We're getting in shape. We're we're training for the season. Oh, I'm gonna you know hang out with some of my buds in the Pro Bowl. You know, meet with some other people and stuff. And it, it and I think there'd be more hype. There'd be actually more market to watch that game because as fans, we're also kind of fatigued with the football season too. You know, we're pumped for the Super Bowl, but no one's out watching the. No one's gonna seek it out. But if that's the only football that you, if you haven't seen any football for you know seven months, and you got this Pro Bowl game going. You know, like you're gonna you're gonna tune in because you're like, oh, I want to see some good football. At least you got the stars playing. It's an all star game feel. If you play it in Canton, it's like a really cool like you know homage to the birth of football. Like I think you could do that right by making it at the beginning of the season versus doing it at the end of the season. Let me take your idea and just tweak it a little bit because I think that's a good idea. I think that you play the game in Canton the week after the Super Bowl. So 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 for like. Make Super Bowl week, there's no two weeks in between. You just go from AFC Championship and then the next weekend to Super Bowl. Why, is that should, be, why should that be any special? Like, you just go into it. The week after the Super Bowl, you play the Pro Bowl, okay? And you play it in Canton. And the winning team, every player gets fifty grand, or, uh, 100 grand. Or some 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 meaningful number. I was going to say 500 grand, but that's like... They make, they make, they make 50 grand now, I think. Then, 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 like triple it or something like that. But it's only the winning team. So, like, you got to go and you got to play to win. 
I mean, and, and if, 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 if something happens and you get injured, you have the whole entire offseason. It doesn't affect your, your year before. You have the whole offseason. Like, players will say, like, it's right before free agency starts. And maybe you have some, like, key free agents sit out. But you're still going to get at least a decent football game that's watchable. That, that you have, like, it would still, it would still have that actual f- competitive feel to it. Because even if the players are, like, like take all the stars and, uh, like, like Rodgers isn't playing. and what Rodgers probably would. A quarterback would be dumb not to play because you don't even get hit. But, like, say you have some linebacker that's a, a star linebacker that's going to be a free agent. But maybe he sits out. But you still have a group of players that are playing for stakes because the losers don't get anything. Maybe you get something. I'm just spitballing here, but like, that's when you do it. And it's like the last little little nugget of football we get before the, the off season. You get right off into the sunset. I think I think before the season, I think coaches would hate that because it throws off the rhythm of off of the of the preseason. They don't want to get injured right before the season starts because that's when they get all their incentives and shit. But but that's one way to do it. I like all the skills competitions they have. They do all. They do do that stuff. That's interesting. Nobody watches it, but they do do that. Um. Anyway, wow, we really fizzled out there. I think it's time for dinner. Hey, Scotty, thank you. Hey. This was a great conversation. Really enjoyed it. Um, we're gonna be. I'm gonna try to post this as soon as possible. Got to do it before the weekend. Scotty, good luck yeah. this weekend, buddy. I, eat some wings. Don't let the Buffalo fans get you down. Um, even if you lose, you got next year as well. Um, uh, that's it. Well, real quick question for you. If they do lose. Who? Would you, if the Bengals lose, would you still, if you were me and say it was the Browns, would you buy like the AFC championship swag? Or is that like you lost the Super Bowl? It doesn't mean anything anymore. I appreciate the question. Uh, you buy the AFC Championship swag. You do not buy Super Bowl swag. Nobody Got gives it. nobody gives a shit that you went and lost, but you did win no, the AFC. You are AFC champions. You were the best team to come out of one half of the NFL. Right. Uh, that's something. That's something. All right. On that note, talk to you next time. See you next week. Scotty, good job today, man. Hey, you too. It was good. Felt All good right. about that. I got to get going. This is too much. Too much. Same. Yeah, I got some spaghetti and meatballs waiting for me downstairs. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs>